When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Hey now, hey now, this is what dreams are made of. Hey, hey, hey. What if I just sang the entire podcast? That would be crazy. <laughs> uh, welcome back to another episode of Making Moves. I'm here today with me, myself, and I. We are doing another solo dolo podcast. I'm pumped. I'm ready to go. I'm fired up, baby. Um, also, just disclaimer, my shoes are dirty. Yes, they're hokas. Yes, they're white. They're shoes, okay? They get dirty. So don't be all up in my comments commenting how dinky and dingy and dirty my shoes are you know what give me an engagement if you want comment about that be like tk your shoes look so cute right now anyway if i go like this and you see the bottom of my shoe and it's dirty just know it's because i'm a dirty forker as well (laughs) anyway happy tuesday everybody Wherever you're listening to this podcast right now, whether it's, you know, on the good old Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, would you just take a minute and do me a solid, give me a five-star rating, maybe drop a comment, subscribe, send it to a friend, send it to your grandma, send it to your mom. Let's grow this forking thing. You guys have been epic and the podcast has been growing, which has been giving me so much momentum and just good vibes all around and I'm so grateful for y'all and I've been enjoying these solo pods and I'm glad that you're enjoying them as well because I don't know that would suck if you didn't enjoy them (laughs) anyway I want to talk a little bit about the lessons I have learned from others in my life who have been so prominent and essentially like role models in my life so when I was coming up with what I wanted to talk about I technically thought of this idea because I did it on TikTok briefly in like the one to three minutes that you can but there was so much I could expand on of things you know my mom has taught me throughout the years that I was like why don't I do a podcast on this and the first person I saw 
do this, which is where I got the inspiration from, was Mariana Hewitt, the co-owner or co-CEO of Summer Fridays and iconic influencer. So I have to give credit where credit is due. Miss Mariana, shout out you. And yeah, I just want to run through the things that I have learned throughout the years because I love watching these videos on TikTok. It's like things I wish I would have known in my 20s now that I'm in my 30s or whatever, or things my blah, blah, blah taught me or things my last job taught me. And I don't know, it's always so important to reflect. And I always try and learn from others mistakes. So hopefully you can learn from, you know, mistakes or lessons that I share today that I've learned from my parents and other important people in my life. So when I was thinking of like the people that I've learned, I guess the most lessons from, obviously thought of my mom and my dad, but another person that I have learned so forking much from, I it's like the list is insane, you guys, is Miss Alicia Marie. <laughs> so she's on this list. And then I do have some from Ashley as well. I thought it would also be fun. I mean, there's like a gazillion things I've learned from just everyone in my life, but I thought it'd be fun to also talk about the things I've learned specifically from Alicia and Ashley. One, because you guys are familiar with them, but two, I don't know. Everyone's been like, TK, why'd you quit? Why are you working for yourself now? What's the drama? What's the tea? There really is not tea. The short version is, which I do want to do a whole ass podcast and or video on this. I'm just not like in the mood or I don't want to force it. Basically, I worked for Alicia for four years and I just felt like it was time to graduate and move on. And I felt like I kind of, I don't know, outgrew the position and I was longing for more. And I was also like, okay, I have this, you know, little juicy community. If I'm not going to take advantage of it now, when will I, et cetera. I also wanted to take a risk and I was getting a little too comfortable, but that's not to say Alicia hasn't been the best boss I've ever had in my entire life, but also such a huge like reason I'm even able to take this next step. Like homegirl has taken me under her wing and guided me through so much of my 20s thus far, not even work related. And she has given me so much insight, advice. S same with Ashley. Like they have really been instrumental in my 20s as far as just like lessons I've learned. And I'm like, why not share their epic lessons that they've taught me with the world? Um, same with my parents. So let's start with my mom. Again, if you saw my TikTok, I'm sorry if these are somewhat repetitive. However, there's going to be a lot more explanation behind them. So first things first is the 80-20 rule. My mom, Kelly King, lives by this rule. In fact, she's ingrained it so much in my head. I feel like it's like a part of my body now, like 80-20 rule. I'm constantly thinking that in my mind, 80-20 rule. Basically, the 80-20 rule how I like to interpret it is it helps you accomplish balance in your life because you're not always going to be 100%. And sometimes you're going to be 80%. Sometimes you're going to be 20%. And that's the beauty of it is you don't have to be 100%, which 
For someone who is a three on the Enneagram, which is the achiever and needs to be perfect and needs to be the best and blah, 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 and needs to be 100%. I'm one of those girlies that like I'm 100% in or I'm 100% out. I'm like, don't do well with the gray area. So the 80-20 rule is very helpful for someone like me because even when it comes to the first thing I think of is health and fitness. Like I used to think I was a failure if I didn't work out every single day, which is absolutely bananas ridiculous. It's still great if you only go 20% of the week to the gym or if you get 80%, that's fabulous. In my head now, if I get 80% of eating healthy done in a week or 80% to the gym in a week, I am thrilled. So it's a great way to live your life and you can look up so many infographics and articles and ex- explanations on this, even TikToks, but the 80-20 rule is a great rule to live by and my mom taught me that. The next lesson that I learned from my mom is figure it out and make it happen. And those are really simple, I feel like sayings, but they're so damn true Let me tell you a little something about these sayings and how important they are in my life. My mother, first of all, has always said these things, okay? But she quite literally, I think she found these sayings. I don't, I think this is just a coincidence. I don't think she got them made. In my house growing up, my childhood home, we had make it happen in black and white font, like, but it wasn't like chewy. Like Loki looked cool. I'm I'm sure you're picturing like the home goods sign. It was this shit's actually cute. It was like framed in like a little narrow frame. Figure it out and then make it happen. They were both framed next to our main door from like the garage to the house that we used. Every single day I would read those signs. And my mom would say it also all the time. And it's just ingrained in my head now. And it's crazy how many times I'll like call her flustered about something, don't know what I'm doing. And she's just like, it's so simple and so annoying, but it's so true. She's like, figure it out. Make it happen. No one in life is going to hand you or give you anything on a silver platter. No one gives a shit about you. They care about themselves. Everyone's a narcissist. Everyone is worried about them. Okay. If you want something... You have to figure it out and just make it happen. You got to move and shift some things because no one's going to give you anything. There's never going to be a right time. You have to go after what you want and make it happen. I feel like I can genuinely say moving across the country, not knowing a soul in Los Angeles, figuring it the fork out. I really figured it out. I'm still every day figuring it out, but I made it happen and it was not easy those are the two things that are always in my mind. And I know it's simple, but if you're struggling with something right now or you're worried about what might happen or you're waiting for someone to help you out or for a connection or, you know, to hear back, this is your sign to figure it out and just make it happen. Okay. The next lesson that I learned from my mom, which she still says this to this day, is <laughs> sleep is the best medicine. If you're feeling off, if you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling sick in any way, shape, or form, if you're feeling sad, y'all, sleep 
is the best medicine. I would pick sleep over getting up, not getting sleep, and working out every damn day. Sleep is so important. You need to be getting your eight hours, like, for sure. And if you can't, if you're down bad one day, you're feeling so tired, you're hardly getting through the day, you've had like three coffees, babe, take a nap. It's not that deep. My mom taught me this. Like, I don't know. I feel like we have this like hustle culture, grind through the day, like energy drinks, house on boots, like me, literally me right now. But it's crazy how much even just laying down, if you don't even get into a deep sleep, if you lay down and close your eyes for 20 minutes, like how much that will help you. It's the best medicine. I swear. It's better than any energy drink, anything you can buy, anything out there. Sleep. It's literally free. So that's something I always remember. Or I'm never guilty, I guess, sleeping because it's just so important. And it helps you live a longer life. It's the best source of energy. Next thing I learned from my mom. I'm going to go by person, by the way, is everyone should own a white button down shirt. Okay crisp it's crisp it's classy it's chic it'll never go out of style you can style it a gazillion different ways you can wear it to the beach as a cover-up you can wear it with um baggy jeans and a heel out on a date or to a business meeting or you know you can wear it all sexy you can tie it up like show a little stummy it's seriously the best thing you everyone needs to have like one to two to three white button-down shirts, at least one. If you don't have one, you need to add one to your closet because it is a staple and everyone needs it. Look at what I'm wearing in this picture. White button-down. The best. There's like a million other things that I could talk about that my mom has taught me and lessons I've learned. Uh, But this is the last thing I'll say that I learned from my mom. And if you guys like this type of podcast, I can totally do more of these because there's like probably like a hundred plus things I can say I've learned from my mom. The last lesson I'll say that I've learned from her is how important it is to be a floater and have different friend groups and different types of friends because I think the most important thing about it is just having different perspectives and it gives you perspective. Like I don't want to be surrounded by someone that's just a copy paste version of me because They're going to agree with everything I say. They're going to disagree with everything I disagree with. They're going to look like me. They're going to talk. I already know what I think and do and say and whatever. Like I already know what I would do. But what makes life interesting is hearing what someone else would do or why they do the things they do or hearing a different perspective because it opens your mind and you learn something new from them because they're different. So... I always think about that with friends. Like it's so important to have different types of friend groups or different types of friends. So you can have your workout friends. You can have your creative friends. You can have your work friends. You can have your beauty loving friends. You can have your intramural sport friends. Like it it doesn't matter what the fork it is. It just matters that you have different types of people coming in and out of your life because You can learn so much from different types of people. And like I said, it's not I don't think it's good to have only hang out with the same people 24 seven. It just what that's so boring. There's so much spice out there. And one of my favorite things about having friends who are so different than me is that. 
They have different backgrounds. They grew up a different way. I can learn so much from them. Or even it can be like simple things like, oh, they would cook. Like it's so weird what's ingrained in your head because of the way you're raised. Like I pick Jif peanut butter at the grocery store because my mom always got that. But someone's Jif might be someone's Skippy, okay? And maybe actually Skippy isn't better for you. Or let's say Justin's. (laughs) <laughs> the almond butter. Maybe someone's uh, Jif is someone's Justin's almond butter. And you learn from them that the Justin's almond butter is actually way better for you than the Jif or whatever. It's obviously that's a silly example, but there's so much to learn from people who were raised differently or just are a little different than you. And I think it's important to be a floater and have different friends. Also, because sometimes Maybe your ride or die friend is a little off and they're having an off year or they're going through it or they're going through a breakup or whatever it is. It's nice to have, you know, people to hang out with for different things and just like kind of have backup, I guess. Thank you so much to Apartments.com for sponsoring this episode of Making Moves. Apartments.com believes a dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine by turning the time you would have spent washing dishes into extra time for you. That could mean more time to read, more time to knit, or more time to contemplate the vastness of time itself. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live with an elusive dishwashing slash time-expanding device is easy. Apartments.com hosts the most rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. The one thing that has kept me sane throughout the 75 hard challenge, and more importantly, has kept me hydrated the most, is liquid IV. Y'all, when I tell you, I literally crave liquid IV. Like the lemon lime flavor lives rent-free in my head. First of all, it just always quenches my thirst, but it is perfectly sour and has that tangy taste to it. And it's just so good. Like a nice cold, crisp glass of liquid IV. Oh my gosh. Sounds so good. Whether you hydrate to live or live to hydrate, Liquid IV quenches your thirst faster than water alone with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks, plus eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness, all in a single sugar-free stick. So I actually just taste tested all of the flavors for you guys, the pear, the white peach, the green grape, and the lemon lime. And I have to tell you, I still think lemon lime is my favorite. (laughs) But my second favorite is green grape. And then my third favorite, believe it or not, is pear. I'm actually shocked by how much I like pear. And then in fourth place for me was the white peach. My favorite thing about liquid IV is how convenient it is, especially because I am always on the go. I am booked and busy, and I'm sure you guys are too. So being able to pack it so easily in a purse or a carry-on or whatever the case is, like my work bag, I always have a liquid IV in there because throughout my day, I get so thirsty and nothing truly satisfies my thirst craving other than a liquid IV. Like it is so good. I literally want to make one right now. And listen, drinking water is great. Like I've been drinking so much water while doing the 75 hard challenge, but one stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates you way better than water alone. And I love it because I feel like it actually revives me. 
And the best part about it is that there's no artificial sweeteners and zero sugar. However you hydrate, grab your Liquid IV Hydration Multiplier sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code TK at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop better hydration today using promo code TK at liquidiv.com. Let's move on to some lessons I've learned from my dad, which I feel like I've shared a lot of these in the podcast, but it would be nice to have all of them in one. First lesson is, is the iconic saying and quote that my dad has ingrained into my little head, which is, if you think you're beaten, you are. If you think you dare not, you don't. If you like to win, but don't think you can, it's almost a sense you won't. Guys, when I tell you I think about this, damn near every day like it's so true me in the gym not thinking I can lift a certain weight I'm like girl if you think you're beaten you are also you don't know unless you try it's crazy how much the state of our mind and mentally we block ourselves from things so much of life is just like a mental game it really all has to do with the state of mind and if you think you're beaten you are like you've already lost the game if you're thinking that way. So yeah, I just think it's a great reminder. And I always think about that poem slash saying slash, I don't even know what the fork it is, but it lives rent free in my head. And it's also a great quote to have in the bank for when you need to tell someone else that. Like it's so encouraging. And it makes people like really think like, wait, what? Like if a friend is down bad and they, you know, are, let's say you're out with your girlfriends and one of your friends sees someone who's really hot. They're making eyes all night. He's not coming up to her. Perfect timing for you to be like, if you think you're beaten, you are like, go talk to him. If you think you're beaten, you are right. Or in a serious setting, if they're about to give a presentation at work, they're really nervous. Their job depends on this, et cetera. If you think you're beaten, you are. It's a great way to encourage others and it's so true oh something I learned from my dad which my mom definitely does this too but I was really trying to think of things I've learned from my dad and I think I inevitably do this just because he's led by example and the thing is is treating everyone with the same amount of respect I feel like in LA everyone is like sucking up to the rich the famous the clout the people with clout, the people with connections, whatever. What's sexy about someone and makes someone stand out is someone that treats everyone the exact same. So the person who's like the most important in the room and the least important in the room. My dad, similar to my mom, has friends all over, friends in all different fields who bring so many different things to the table. What some might deem as important, which some might deem as not as important but what I respect and love about him is he treats everyone the same and he'll poke fun at like the most successful guy and he'll poke fun at the least successful guy like he's treating them the exact same and I think that is so important you should treat everyone with respect and kindness no matter who they are or what value they can bring you And that's just something I always remember. It's so important to treat everyone the same, especially the people that I guess in our society are deemed as less than because, first of all, they probably need the encouragement or the kindness the most. And second of all, you never know what they could do for you one day. 
So treat everyone with the same respect and kindness. That's something I've definitely learned from my dad. Okay, the next thing I've learned from my dad is to be an insane fan. So basically, my dad is like the most insane fan of Indiana basketball I've ever met in my entire life. This man, or just basketball in general, but specifically Indiana basketball, he knows, like, he could probably tell you the middle schooler that's going to be, like, the best in the NBA right now in basketball. He knows stats from years ago. He knows everything. Anything and everything he knows about Indiana basketball. And while I do find it to be slightly annoying sometimes because, like, I don't care that much about Indiana basketball – I do care about it compared to the normal average Joe. Like, I am a huge IU fan. However, like, the way that it lives rent-free in his head, it's, like, mind-boggling to me. But I also think – I also admire it so much because I think it's so cool that he is such a dedicated fan. I feel like everyone's flip-floppy with everything these days or a bandwagon because so-and-so – like, everyone's fans of the players now – And I think it's so cool to be a fan of a team no matter what, like on their worst years and their best years. My dad is ride or die. And this can go for everything, anything, not just sports. Like I'm a ride or die fan of, let's say a brand like Lululemon. Like I'm ride or die. I'm a ride or die fan for Alicia Marie or whatever it is like uh through her ups through her downs I'm a ride or die fan and I think that's a cool thing to do it's something I've learned from my dad and I don't know it's just like a fun thing to have in life to be a huge fan of something Taylor Swift sports team an influencer you follow like whatever it is be a ride or die fan Okay, another lesson I've learned from my dad (laughs) is, this is boring, but it's true, save as much money as you can for your retirement and have other streams of income. So let's say you have a nine to five. How can we start saving to invest maybe in real estate so you have another stream of income? Or how can we get a side hustle going? Maybe you have a Poshmark shop that's popping off or just I don't know I feel like my dad just again has led by example and has invested in real estate or stocks or just like he has multiple streams of income outside of his I guess nine to five job and I think it's so smart I think it's a great lesson to learn and this is not financial advice I'm not a financial advisor this is just something that I've learned from my dad and I try to implement it into my life Another lesson that I've learned from my dad that is, I've definitely shared on this podcast, it is the saying, to be early is to be on time, to be on time is to be late, and to be late is to be forgotten. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a perfect, punctual princess, especially when it's like comes to, I guess, social things. I feel like I'm always showing up like 30 minutes late. Like, I mean, who's showing up on time for a party, right? But... I think if it's something important or like your job or especially in this day and age, like if I ever have someone that works for me, prime example, when I worked for Alicia, like anytime I needed to be on set or be anywhere with with work, I am always showing up on time or 
better yet, early. And I know shit happens and not everyone's going to be perfect. And sometimes there's crazy traffic in L.A. Sometimes there's an insane accident. Sometimes someone shows up at your door and you can't leave or whatever. Just be considerate and text the person. Be like, hey, I'm running 10 minutes late. It's really not that deep, but just text the person. Like, it's so simple, but it's extremely rude the amount of times that I've showed up to something and someone's like 30 minutes late and they didn't even text me. I think it's so rude and unprofessional. And yeah, my dad just always says that saying. He, him and my brother are insane with being punctual. I'd say my mom and I are more on the lax side with that, but my dad and brother they are always early and I think it says a lot about a person to be early is to be on time to be on time is to be late and to be late is to be forgotten kind of harsh but it's really true okay now let's get into the lessons from Alicia because this girl has taught me so many freaking lessons like I'm so grateful for her okay the first thing I thought of is (laughs) canceling is okay I used to let anyone and everyone run my schedule. If I was invited to a birthday party, I was like, I have to go. They invited me. I'm a good person. I show up for things. If a brand invited me to an event, if anyone invited me anywhere, I was, yes, committed, going to be there, reliable, would show up, etc. What Alicia has taught me, which I think is a great quality about myself. I'm not even going to lie. I think that's a great quality. That's awesome. But I went crazy showing up for others versus just doing whatever the fork I wanted to do. And you'll learn this as you get older. But she really taught me that it's okay to cancel. Most of the time when people cancel on me, if let's say I have a dinner planned with a friend and they cancel the day off, most of the time I'm happy. I'm like, thank God today got so busy. I wasn't in the mood, et cetera. Like most of the time, I would say like 90% of the time I'm happy more so than like upset or sad the only time I'm like upset or sad is if it's like a date and I'm like mentally and physically prepared for that and if it's anything else I love when people cancel so I've been trying to get better at being more comfortable with me canceling because sometimes your day gets ahead of you and shit happens and I'm just here to tell you that it's okay to cancel and Alicia really taught me that And it really has made me more mentally sane, knowing that it's okay to cancel. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. It just means shit happened and you were busy and you can reschedule. Kind of piggybacking on the lesson of it's okay to cancel is you don't have to go if you don't want to. Again, I would say yes to anything I was invited to because I felt like I had to if someone invited me. I thought it was kind to do. But if you simply just don't want to go, you don't have to and you don't have to explain yourself. The amount of times I've been like, oh my God, I'm so sorry I can't go. I have this, this, and this. And I'm like sending a paragraph explaining myself. You really don't have to explain yourself. Be like, so sorry, I can't make it. And even if it's as simple as you just don't want to go, you don't have to explain yourself. Just be like, so sorry, I can't make it. That's something Alicia's taught me and it literally changed my life. So simple, but so effective. The amount of times I've tried to explain myself and like made up some whack ass lie, like, oh my God, I'm going here and then my brother and then yada, yada, and then this happened. Like, shut the fork up. You don't have to explain yourself. Be like, so sorry, can't make it. Can't wait to see you soon. Hopefully I can make it next time. 
short and sweet. You really don't ever have to explain yourself. Okay, this is something I definitely knew and already did, but Alicia made me take it to the next level. It's go the extra mile with your vision. So in regards to work and content creation, y'all can apply this to your own job or passion. This bitch is the most insane, dedicated creator I've ever met in my entire life. Entrepreneur I've ever met in my entire life. I have never met someone so dedicated and willing to go the absolute extra, extra, extra mile to get what she's envisioning. It's actually to the point where it's slightly annoying in some scenarios or cases where we're like, Ash and I are like, girl, like it's not going to be that much different or whatever. But I really can't complain or knock it in any way, shape or form because the degree she'll go to get the shot, to get the vision, to get the whatever it is, to execute what she wants to do is so admirable. Like I I thought I was extra until I met her. And like I said, I am a huge thing with balance and whatever. There are pros and cons to both. But she really showed me that if you want If you want to be the best, if you want to be in the top zero, zero percent, you got to act like that and you got to be ridiculous and you have to do things the average Joe wouldn't do. You have to go the extra mile that the rest of the world wouldn't go. And that's why she is in the top zero, zero, one percent of her category. And that's why she's so successful. That's why she makes the money she does. That's why she lives the life she lives because she goes the extra mile. She's ridiculous at sometimes, but it to me, I'm like, sometimes I need to channel that energy more and be a little bit more ridiculous because sometimes I don't want to inconvenience people or I don't want to make a big scene or I'm like, eh, it's fine. It'll it'll do. Alicia is never like, that'll do. She's like, no, I want it to be perfect. I want it to be exactly how I envisioned. And that is something that I think is so awesome about her is she will not stop for anything or anyone until she, until it's perfect. Um, like I said, everything's a blessing and a curse, but sometimes I needed to be pushed a little bit more. And... If you're passionate about something, don't be afraid to go all out. The next thing, it's simple, but it's effective. And it has to do with content creation. And the lesson is the more angles, the better in regards to filming. If you're a content creator, if you're a TikToker, Instagrammer, Reels, Shorts, I don't even fork you know, there's like so many platforms now. The more angles, the better. People get bored so easily, especially with TikTok attention span, you got to change it up. Switch the angle. There's like 80 million angles in your house you've never used before. Switch it up. Do something you've never done before. If you're sitting in the same spot and talking for like more than 10-ish minutes, now granted, this is a podcast. We're not really changing the angle here. 
But as far as like a captivating video, spice it up with angles. Okay, another lesson I learned from Alicia is, which I will say she's still, we're both still working on this. And that is no one knows your vision, your audience or your content more than you. Or just what, you know, what you're good at. Like, you know yourself best. You know your audience best. I feel like so many people in this world, like team members, managers, agents, publicists, employees, whatever, are always in your ear about, you should be doing this. This is the next hot thing. You should be on this platform. You would, whatever. This would perform really well for you. Like, none of them know your vision and your audience more than you. That's always something I try to remind myself because I built this audience on my own for a reason. They didn't build it. You know, they're not following them. They're following me. Um, And I think the same goes for, you know, if you're starting a business, like no one understands the ethos of your business more than you and the vision. Like you built your customer base on your own and you know exactly who they are and what they would want. So trust that. And I don't know. I feel like when I don't know what I'm doing, I'm like asking for others' opinions when really I need to take a minute and just have a moment to myself and really think about what I want because deep down, like you know. Another Alicia lesson, which I feel like we all know by now, but breaks are so necessary in any capacity, but specifically with work. If you're a workaholic, and you know if you are, I definitely have workaholic energy, but breaks are so important. It's hard for me to relax. It's hard for me to turn it off. It's hard for me to not think about what I could be doing better, yada, yada. You understand me if you're like this too. And I think breaks are just so important so you don't get burnt out. They avoid, they help you avoid being burnt out. And if you're a workaholic, you might even have to schedule in breaks like you schedule in your meetings or anything work-related. Like schedule in your breaks because you're not going to take one unless you schedule it in. So for me, my breaks are definitely every Sunday. Like I have zero obligations to work now. I used to work every day, like on the weekends, at night. And then I kind of got burnt out. I really did. And I feel like if I would have like worked a little less on the weekends, I probably would have been way less burnt out. So definitely take breaks. Okay, these next few things kind of all go together, but I wrote down, do what you have to do to get the shot. People that make fun of you or give you a weird look for filming in public or whatever have no idea how much money you're making. <laughs> this is something that I learned, I've learned from Alicia. I feel like, again, me being a people pleaser, caring about what others think, which like no shit, I'm human. Like everyone cares about what others think. But if you're passionate about something or if you really want something, don't be afraid to be ridiculous. Don't be afraid to make people wait. Don't be afraid um, to do something in front of others. Like if they don't get it, If they're giving you weird energy or making you feel uncomfortable or just like making you feel embarrassed for doing what you love, that's embarrassing for them. Like, 
imagine making fun of someone for doing something they love. That's so embarrassing. And that's so bitter. And it just like screams jealousy and not being happy. But it's so crazy. Like I dead ass will be walking around the grocery store and I'll be like afraid to film. I'm like, this is literally my livelihood. Like this is my job. I feel like also in this day and age, like especially with like influencers in the wild or just like people in general, they're like, oh, that's so cringe. Like blah, blah, blah. blah. Like, you know what's so cringe? You caring so much about what I'm doing. Like mind your own damn business. But yeah, it just goes to show like don't be afraid to do what you need to do to get the shot to do the extra thing that requires going the extra mile. And for content creators, I'm always like thinking like whatever, if they're making fun of me for making my silly little TikTok right now, like y'all have no idea how much money I'm making. (laughs) That's just what I think to myself now. I'm like, Alicia really taught me that like you never know whether it's a passion project or it's their actual job like. It's so weird when someone makes fun of someone for doing something they love, especially I feel like, I don't know, being a girl, I feel like so many guys will make fun of me or just like they're like, oh, the TikTokers, like the amount of guys that I've been around. They're like, oh, the social media girls, the influencers like, babe, I'm sorry, you would do a two for check. Like if you saw the deals I worked my ass off for you would be doing your little renegade in front of the camera as well. So I don't want to hear you doing that, being a negative Nancy. And some of y'all might be out there being like, that sounds so like you care about money, bragging, et cetera, whatever. I can't think of the word that I'm trying to think of right now. But you know what? Fork that. Sometimes you need to embrace your inner white Chad and do what you got to do to get the shot, to do what you need to do to make your vision happen. And if that means you have to tell yourself you have no idea how much money I'm making, like fork you, then by all means, tell yourself that. Because I'm sick and tired of all these men out here belittling women for getting their coin and having fun while doing it. Like, heaven forbid, I do the job I've always wanted to do and simultaneously make good money while doing it. What a concept, right? (laughs) So, yeah, Alicia's definitely taught me to not give a shit what anyone thinks when she's, like, filming out and about. The amount of times I've been filming her or, like, I'm even getting nervous, like, the way she's filming because I'm like, oh, my God, people are going to look at us. And she just does not give a shit. And I admire that so much about her. She's like, who cares? This is my job. This is like what I'm passionate about. This is what I love. Like y'all are weird if you're making fun of me. And honestly, I don't care, which I love that about her. And she's not afraid to be ridiculous, like to get the shot, which I love about her. I care way too much about what people think. I'm trying to embrace the opposite more and not give a shit because I do want to get a crazy angle or I do want to get a great, like I'm even thinking about in Italy when I'm going to be traveling with friends. I Like it, it makes me cringe on the inside thinking about like making people wait for me to get a shot that I've really wanted or I envisioned for my video but I'm just gonna have to bite the bullet and do it because it's what I want to do and it's what I'm passionate about and it is my job another thing Alicia taught me is truly how to be disciplined with yourself this girl is one of the most disciplined people I've ever met in my entire life one when it comes to the gym and just like eating healthy She is so damn disciplined. It's insane. But mainly, I think just with 
work. She, the amount of insane opportunities or events or just moments that she's missed out on because she's disciplined and needed to stay home to get her video up is insane. Like the amount of times I'd be like, you're not going to go to that because you're going to get your video up because you have to upload tomorrow. Like I would just shove things to the side and may upload it the next day, which again, there are limits and pros and cons to being both. I think sometimes we need balance and it's okay to move things to the next day, whatever. Alicia is the epitome of being disciplined when you want something. And it's worked for her. That girl is so consistent and disciplined when it comes to uploading, filming, uh, anything in that world. And that's why she's so successful is because of how disciplined she stays. And I watched her physically change her entire body because of how disciplined she was with even her like mental health. I feel like she is so disciplined with treating that the way that she should being disciplined with therapy, being disciplined with her medication, being dis- she's just disciplined. And it's something that I look up to. Okay, the last few things I've learned from Alicia, which again, there's like a gazillion, but one of the things is be careful who you let in and are willing to help. I am the type of person where I'm a golden retriever and I kind of let anyone in and I'm always down to help you and give you good ideas and feel like I'm always, that's just in my nature. It's just natural for me to want to help others and give everything I have. Sorry, y'all, I spilled my Celsius. Unfortunately, in this industry, people will take advantage of you. And here's the thing. I don't take it personally if I help someone and they're just weird after or they don't give me good energy back or whatever. Like, I don't take it personally because you should never take anything in this industry personally. But what Alicia taught me is to be just more selective about who you're willing to help. Like, you can still help a shit ton of people. Just be a little bit more selective about who you're willing to, I guess, you know, take under your wing. Because, unfortunately, I think now I've been burned a little bit. And she's definitely been burned by people. That's why she's so, so much more, like, I guess, skeptical And that's just what happens with age is, you know, you grow up and you experience things and people burn you and it makes you not want to help them anymore or help someone else. So I think I just need to be more picky about who I choose to help because it's also my energy and my creativity and my time that I'm giving up and I need to be more particular about who I give that to. And then the last thing Alicia has taught me or like a lesson that I've learned from her, which again, there's like a gazillion other lessons. If you like this video, we can do more and I can think of more. The last thing is you are what's most interesting about your content, not what you're doing in the video. So a great creator in my eyes is someone who could literally be eating a bowl of cereal or They could be doing the dumbest shit and it's not about what they're doing. It's just they're interesting. So prime example, like I think, I guess Tana Mojo is a great example or Alicia is a great example. Any of them are a great, great example. But I think of Tana, like this bitch could literally 
hike a mountain or just be sitting there picking her split ends or eating a protein bar. Like she could be doing anything and we would all watch her because she is what's interesting, not what she's doing. So I always try and remind myself that when I'm like overthinking about what I'm doing in a video or like the game plan, it's like it's not that deep because you are what's interesting, not what you're doing. Um, And that's what makes a great creator. So definitely think about that if you are a content creator or if you're working for a content creator. That's a great reminder. Okay, we're going to run through my last few lessons that I've learned from Ashley. Oh my gosh, Ash is such like a big sis. So these are like much more big sis energy versus like work energy. Okay, number one thing, number one lesson I've learned from Ashley is travel with a fuck ton of medicine. So if you're going out internationally, if you're traveling internationally specifically, bring literally every type of medicine that you could possibly need. Like bring a Benadryl, bring a Tylenol extra strength, bring an Imodium, like hit all the different sicknesses. Like bring something if you get a cold, bring something if you maybe get a fever and bring something if you maybe have diarrhea or throwing up issues. Because I've traveled with Ashley so often and with other people, and but specifically South Africa with Ashley, like thank God that I brought so much medication, but I still needed more because the worst is when you are somewhere that's international and you go to a pharmacy and you have no idea, like maybe there's a language barrier. You have no idea what will actually fix you. You don't want to be taking random ass medicines, right? Medications. So that is my number one lesson that I've learned from Ashley. Um, And now I refuse, like I have a little pouch and it just has all my medications just in case. It's called the just in case bag. Also, blister pads, band-aids, neosporin. Like, you just never know. So, always pack that shit. Bug spray. Anyway, another thing Ashley has taught me, which this is so silly, but it's actually changed my life. Clean as you go. So, I used to be the type of person where I'm definitely, like, on the messier side. I'm way more clean than I used to be growing up. But I'm not dirty because that actually grosses me out. I'm just messy. But what I've learned along the way is I used to wait till like Sunday to do all my cleaning. And now it's like, babe, clean as you go. When you're done using the sink and brushing your teeth, like clean the sink really quickly if it's gross, right? When you're done using a dish, put it immediately in the dishwasher. Clean all the dishes you just used instead of waiting for them to all to pile up and do it all at once. That is how Ashley, Ashley's one of the cleanest people I've ever met in my entire life. So I genuinely have like watched her from afar, but I've also asked her, I'm like, dude, how is your sink so clean right now? Like I'll randomly walk into her room at any, on any day and it's pretty much always clean. And I'm like, how is it always clean? Like, of course I'm going to clean before people come over, but my room isn't always clean. Like, how is your room always clean? And she was like, dude, I just do it as I go. And it's like, so simple and might sound so stupid to some of you, but it was like game changing for me. And now I feel like I'm way less messy. (laughs) Okay. Another lesson I learned from Ashley is how important it is to find a workout you forking love, even if it's inconvenient for you. So Ash was the first out of all of us to go to F45 and she met friends through F45 and they definitely held her accountable. And she was the only one that went 
out of like our whole crew and she got so fit and fell in love with it and I don't know it just goes to show like the home workouts that we were doing at the time or whatever I was doing like they weren't working for her and something that someone loves or is their holy grail might not be yours and that's okay you might need to branch off and do something different look at how much making that small decision has essentially changed her life like she has like great ass friends that she hangs out with now from f45 she i feel like has an amazing routine i don't know she has like a relationship with the gym now it's just like it just taught me that just because someone is obsessed with one workout doesn't mean that you have to be obsessed with it. And quite frankly, some of the workouts my friends love, I forking hate, and that's okay. Um, but it makes the whole lifestyle of being healthy so much more enjoyable when you find something you genuinely love. Okay, another thing I've learned from Ashley is, <laughs> it's so silly, but you can really romanticize your life and set the ambiance and entire vibe of your entire life. Like have a actual genuine morning and nighttime routine or ritual and have fun setting the vibe. When you have friends over, have fun setting the vibe. Set the ambiance. Like I feel like I always used to just live in silence and now I like can't not have music on. Like Ashley taught me this because it's just adds to the vibe it like it just makes life more fun like may as well take advantage of the small little things that we have in life to make it more enjoyable or more fun or just romanticize the hell out of it even if it makes you the tiniest bit happier like it's still better than nothing so she definitely romanticizes like the little self-care type things in life like for instance lighting a candle getting her diffuser going a room spray music dimmed lighting like she knows how to set a vibe and make people feel the vibe like feel comfortable I don't know now when I have to accomplish something whether it's work or having people over or trying to relax like she really taught me how much setting a mood and a vibe and an ambiance can be a game changer and it really is the little things in life. Like Ash really romanticizes the little things in life. Another thing she romanticizes that I recently have been trying to fall in love with is getting ready. Like she just, she takes her sweet ass time. And I know not everyone has the luxury. Like I definitely sometimes don't have the luxury to take my time getting ready. Like I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off. But watching her romanticize like getting ready for a date taking her time, using her new products. Like, I don't know, something about it. I just, I was never like that. I never thought it was fun to take my time getting ready or it was fun to set the mood to clean my house or like little things like that sounds silly, but it really is the little things in life that can be a game changer or just make you this tiniest bit happier. And Ash really has taught me to romanticize those little things. So that's definitely something that I try and implement into my life more, especially the music. That girl always has music playing and it always goes with the vibe of what we're doing. So if it's like a cookout, the music's way different versus like when we're working, it's like lo-fi steady beats. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. I 
I had a lot of fun thinking of all the things I've learned from those four people, my parents and Ash and Alicia. They're basically my sisters. So it's a little family episode. Obviously, I didn't include Phil in that. But if you want me to share more lessons that I've learned from other people in my life and just from those four as well, there's so many. And um, I'm just so grateful to have them all in my life to have taught me all of those little things along the way. And hopefully I've taught them a thing or two. <laughs> so yeah, I hope you guys have a great week. I am vibing and thriving in Italy right now, hopefully. And uh, be sure to make someone else's day this week. Love you guys.